The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister. Our church, Christ Universal Temple, was founded in 1956 by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Check us out when you're in Chicago or online at www.cutemple.org. That's C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E dot org. Every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Our service... Sunday service is live stream, so you can go on to cutemple.org at 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time and watch the service if you're not in the area. Also, we have Wednesday evening service uh, at 7 p.m. We call our Wednesday evening service Bible 365, and we're actually studying major stories from the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. So, Come check us out if you want to learn some good metaphysical Bible interpretation or learn some practical principles to help you live a transformed life. Christ Universal Temple is the place. Today is uh, we're going to continue our series on Genesis, the creative process. And today we're covering the fourth day, the fourth day of creating the greater and the lesser light. Again, we're studying the Genesis chapter one, the creation story of the first chapter of Genesis to learn how to bring ideas into manifestation. So what we're going to do is today learn one more step in the process of how thoughts become things, how ideas are demonstrated, et cetera, et cetera. But not just demonstrated in any kind of way, but demonstrated in harmony so they flow in alignment with the truth about God and the truth about you. So I'm going to start reading at Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 to verse 19. This is from the New Revised Standard Version. And it reads, and God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights and let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give lights upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them 
in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. Now, when we when we, when we start talking about when we start talking about the process of what it means to actually have light or lights created in the dome of the sky or some translations say firmament it's not talking about the light that's in that was given in the first day because remember in the first day it says let there be light and there was light but it was no mechanism for light there was no sun created now some hebrew scholars believe that the reason why the writer wrote uh Greater light and lesser light was because at that time the sun and the moon were worshipped by some people as deities. So this was a way of demoting those concepts so people could could understand that God creates everything. And even the sun and the moon were under the dominion of God. They were part of the creation. They had no power in and of themselves. That's a separate thing. We're not necessarily studying that. So but from a metaphysical standpoint, The will and the understanding is what we're actually talking about at one level. And well, the sun metaphysically represents spiritual understanding. In other words, the, the, the light and consciousness as well to a certain extent. And the moon represents the will can also represent the intellect. And just like the moon does not have light in and of itself. But it actually reflects sunlight. Our will should not move on its own. It should reflect spiritual understanding. Now, this is key because when the will acts on its own, it can get us in trouble. We can be very willful. We can be very demanding. We can be very stressful, etc. Because the will left to its own devices can do some silly things. Um, across human history, including today, you can see the effects of willfulness instead of willingness. You can see the effects of the will doing its own thing without the influence of spiritual understanding without the light of the sun now i wanted to backtrack and just give you a little bit of background because i think it's really good to really give some level of background to what we're talking about uh in the book of central charles fillmore it takes a chapter out of mysteries of genesis so in the central charles film i'm reading from page 232 233 and 234 and in the mysteries of Genesis I believe it is the first chapter by Charles Fillmore in the book Mr. Fillmore states the fourth step in creation is the development of two great lights the will and the understanding or the sun the spiritual I am and the moon the intellect these are but the reflectors of the true life for God had said let there be light and there was light before the sun and the moon were created the firmament of heaven is established, excuse me, is the consciousness of truth that has been formulated and established. 
In the second day's creation, a firmament was established in heaven, realm of divine ideas. This firmament divides the day illumined consciousness from the night unillumined consciousness. Through faith, the lights are established. That is, understanding begins to unfold. The signs, the season, days, and years represent different degrees of unfoldment. We gain understanding by degrees. He goes on to say later in the book, the greater light in mind is understanding and the lesser light is the will. The greater light rules the day, that realm of consciousness which has been illumined by spirit. The lesser light rules the night, that is the will, which has no illumination, light or day, but whose office is to execute the demands of understanding. The will does not reason, but in its harmonious relationship acts easily and naturally upon the inspiration of spirit. Now, why is this important? This is important because if you go back and you start with the first day, let there be light, let there be illumination in consciousness. And then the second day, let there be a dome of firmament, firm state of mind or, or faith. In other words, you have to have something you can build on. Then Third day with let the dry lands appear, representing imagination, forming images and thoughts, shapes, forms, etc. Now you get to the point to where you have to have some level of understanding of how it works. One of the definitions for understanding that I like, that I use a lot, is from the revealing word. And in the revealing word, one of the definitions for understanding, <clears throat> excuse me is that it is the it is the ability of the mind to apprehend and realize the laws of thought and the relation of ideas one to another. Now what does that mean? Plain talk. Spiritual understanding is the ability of the mind to see how things are supposed to work together how they're supposed to flow, how things work in divine order, how things are supposed to be aligned. How do you put different ideas together to make what you want? Let's take a look at it from the standpoint of being a chef or a cook. You have ingredients. Now, just because you have all of the ingredients to make a cake does not mean you have made a cake. You have to have understanding of how to put just the right amount of everything together to make the type of cake you desire. Where well, it's the same type of uh, thing when it comes to your life. You have to have the right type of understanding. Let me work with faith. Let me work with love. Let me work with divine order. Let me develop a certain level of peace of mind about this and acceptance. Let me trust, etc. You have to know how to work in alignment with the ideas in your consciousness to Bring forth the manifestation that you desire. Now, will is important because without the will, nothing gets done. See, the will is the executive faculty of the mind. In other words, you can have all the understanding in the world, but you have to will to put it in action. Without the will, nothing gets done. So just because you know how to do a thing does not mean that it's done. Just because you know how to do a thing does not mean it will be accomplished. Just because you know how to do a thing doesn't mean that it happens. See, will will determine whether it's literally done.
done or not because you have to move mentally, emotionally, and physically to get anything done. Now, this is why the moon or the wheel should reflect the sun or the understanding. Because when the wheel moves on its own, it's liable to mess stuff up. See, when you use understanding before you move, you are tapping into a spiritual resource, an infinite intelligence that knows what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. So when you execute you have the ability to execute properly and efficiently. But what ends up happening many times is we move without understanding. It's sort of like uh, people like myself who know how to surfacely use a computer. Now, I'm not great at a computer. I can research anything on the Internet and do basic stuff, the basic stuff that most people can do. Uh, but if I start playing around on my computer trying to fix something, and I don't know what I'm doing, most likely I will create more problems because I don't know what I'm doing. Many times, willfully, we go ahead trying to fix stuff, fix, quote-unquote, relationships, fix, quote-unquote, our families, quit, fix, quote-unquote, job environments, fix, quote-unquote, society, fix, fix, fix. But we don't know what we're doing. Because first of all, if we realize what we were doing, we'd be trying to fix anything. We'd be trying to behold the truth and work in alignment with the truth, which takes care of the things that need to be taken care of anyway. But that's an, another lesson. But the wheel will go forward and do all type of things. Um, and then it takes more prayer work, more spiritual work, more study more forgiveness to get out of the situations and experiences that the will created in the first place. So it's important that we realize that the will must have spiritual understanding as its guide or we can end up in a lot of trouble. Now, in the book, how to use your 12 gifts from God by William Warch. He talks about understanding from several points of view. And I like this. He says, understanding is your ability to know that God stands under all things. Understanding is your knowing how to accomplish. Understanding is knowing with your heart. Now, what he's simply saying is this. When you understand that God is the one presence and one power in the universe. Appearances come and appearances go. Stuff happens. I'm not denying that at all. But when you realize that God stands under all, you know that wherever you are, God is. And God's center is everywhere and circumference is nowhere. When you realize really and truly that God is the one presence and one power, in your life, for instance, that God is the health in your body. That understanding shows up as strength, as vitality, as healing, as wholeness. When you really understand that God is the source of your supply, no matter where you go or what you are doing, God as supply will show up in your experience and opportunities will always be available to you because your consciousness demands it so. And you will always move using your will 
into action on things that will allow you to benefit financially. Now, he goes on to say, when you are working from understanding, he says, you have to learn how to steal yourself. Because one of the main things that, that trip us up is we don't take time to reflect and contemplate. Prayer and meditation will increase your spiritual understanding. Prayer and meditation will increase your spiritual understanding. He says in the book, I, I'm, I have the old book. I don't know if it's the new pages. They have a new version of this. He says on page 56, when you steal yourself, you are placing God first in all your affairs. Whenever you ask God to take over, you release your limited point of view. I'm going to read that again, that last sentence. Whenever you ask God to take over, you release your limited point of view. See, many times we just don't see things completely because we have blinders on. We have rose-colored glasses over many things that we are observing. So because our observation is blurry, obscured, our actions will be obscure because we're making we're making decisions based upon an obscure point of view or a limited point of view. So we have to make sure that we continue to pray for an increased understanding. Now, just as a reminder, and I will come back to spiritual understanding shortly, that I would like to hear from you. The, you can call in at 888-558-6489. Again, that's 888-558-6489. Give me a call if you have any questions or any cl- need any clarity on any points that I've covered today or during this series, please call in and let me know. I would like to remind you that this show and all the shows on Unity Online Radio are supported by your donations. So please support as you have freely received. Please freely give. This allows this internet radio show and all the different shows to go all over the world, transforming minds and hearts so we can create the world that works for everybody. Also, please be reminded that Unity is having a cruise. Unity Online Radio is having a cruise November 10th through the 17th. You can go to unity.fm forward slash cruise or click on the link right next to on the right of the home page and get more information. If you click on it, let them know the Reverend McDowell sent you, or you can call the number 800-828-4813, 800-828-4813. So please give me a call. Check out this information when the show is over and we'll be right back with Truth Transformers. We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support.
Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The path to God is not long or difficult or complex. Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, I pause and bring awareness to the one spirit that is within me. I open my mind to the thought of one creative energy enlivening me in the world. I open my heart to the one love that is the essence of life. This love, God's love, is within us all. Spirit needs no books or rituals, wealth or architecture to reveal itself. It is as intimate as a touch and as vast as the infinity of space. I am at peace in the simple knowing that wherever I am, God is. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Unity Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all. A cruise to the Caribbean, November 10th through 17th, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam, with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite host will be there, and we hope you join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, go to www.unity.fm slash cruise. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms, and we're talking about Genesis, the creative process, and we are studying the first chapter of Genesis, metaphysically interpreted, the first chapter of Genesis, the the first creation story, and looking at it from the standpoint of how do you bring ideas and a manifestation in a harmonious spiritual way. In other words, we're always thinking, we're always feeling, we're always speaking, we're always acting, we're always reacting, so we're always demonstrating, we're always manifesting something in our lives. But what we want to do is is bring forth things harmoniously through this allegorical, metaphysical story that teaches us principles of how to bring things into our lives in harmonious ways. So, before we went to break, I was talking about spiritual understanding, but I do want to remind you that you can call in to, at 888-558-6489. And I realize that I have had people tell me privately and over the phone on the show that they didn't want to disturb me because they want to continue to hear me teach. But I would like to hear from the audience. So to make sure that you're getting it, and um, even if it's just a comment. So please, if you have a question or a comment, make sure that you do give me a call, please. Now, back to understanding. So as I was stating before, that one of the things that understanding does is it increases your point of view. And prayer and meditation actually increase 
your point of view. It allows you to see things differently. He goes on to say on page 57, this release limited point of view is replaced with the understanding of some underlying principle. And eventually it moves through your consciousness into your conscious awareness. Now, see, that's key. The limited point of view is replaced with the understanding of some principle, like God is the source of my supply, or God is the health of my body, or God is the peace of my soul, or God is the love in my experience, whatever it is. And then that new point of view, that understanding of the underlying principle eventually moves through your consciousness into your conscious awareness. Now, what does that mean? That means that it it turns into something that you know and can utilize consciously. Again, it becomes something you know and can utilize consciously. All right. Now, he goes on to say on page 57 that understanding is knowing with your heart. You can have all the facts, and they may be true, but they are not the truth. Facts can be gathered and evaluated, but truth can be felt and lived. Sometimes you can understand how to accomplish without all the facts. You have a knowing that tells you that something is possible, a feeling of rightness. He says this is illustrated by one who picks up a musical instrument and plays it with little or no instruction. He simply knows how to play the instrument. Some people understand animals and can train them with great ease. They seem to have a feeling for them. A person can walk into a house and know that it is meant to be for him. He has a feeling for it and knows that it will be his no matter what obstacles present themselves. The common ingredient in all these cases is love. Understanding moves quickly on love. You can accomplish quickly and easily in a loving situation. Now, what this is also saying is this. These faculties are meant to work together, um, not just understanding a will, but understanding in many other things. Now, sometimes people have uh, questions in my classes about what's the difference between wisdom and understanding because the scriptures sometimes blend them. This is my answer, not the answer. My answer. <clears throat> my answer is that wisdom is the ability to know what to do. Understanding is knowing why you do it. See, that's the key. See, sometimes in wisdom, that's the intuitive hunch. Just do it. Understanding has a, has a, is a sense of knowing as well. We do have a caller online. So let me um, take the call. I believe it's Reverend Bobby. How you doing, Reverend Bobby? Hello, Reverend Galen. How are you? I'm excellent. How about yourself? I'm fine, but I had to be a disturbance because it was something that kind of came to light to me as you were teaching today, and I wondered, you know, so I could be good like you when I grow up, if it makes some sense. Okay. Now, yeah. in the scripture, when he was talk, when you was talk, when you were talking about the great lights, yeah, you said a greater light to rule the day and a lesser light to rule the night, which. Some kind of way just dawned on me as I was sitting here that even in our darkest times, 
there's some light to follow if we have an understanding of what we're doing out here. Does that make sense? Yeah, especially from the standpoint when we realize that the, the sun never stops shining. Uh-huh. We don't see sunlight because of our position. And spiritually, God is always life and love and power and substance and peace in our experience. Uh-huh. But we might not benefit from it based upon our mental position. So okay, how we okay. you uh, yeah, you get the point? Okay, okay. So 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 in that where it said greater light, lesser light too, then that could be a representation of the experience we have in this life also? Yes, it can be from the standpoint of how we view because again, we see what we call moonlight is not real light. Uh-huh. It's right. reflected sunlight. So right, even the sun, the, right. Right. So even the moonlight is really sunlight, but it's not the full brightness of the sun because or the light of the sun because of the position of the earth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> depending on how we're thinking and how we're feeling, our mental position, we not, might not benefit or utilize or take in the full spiritual understanding of God. I don't even know what that means in retrospect. Because what is well, I mean, I mean, I mean, just just in what you said, though, as you said, the earth in perspective, you know, uh, you know, once again, is where, you know, I guess uh, we hold our perception of things in this life, maybe. Well, yeah, well, the earth, well, you know, earth metaphysically represents manifestation. Well, that's one of the definitions of it Uh, now or the form now. Our form can reflect or manifestation, spiritual understanding, sunlight, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, moonlight, which is reflected, illumined will, which is fine. And sometimes our lives reflect uh, um, <laughs> when you look up in the sky and you say, I don't see any moonlight at all right. because right. it's being covered by the clouds. Um. And the clouds can be our own moods, our own thoughts and concepts, et cetera, et cetera, that block our ability to see either the sunlight, uh-huh. which and, and, and see when you're in spiritual understanding, even the sun, like it might the clouds might block it, but the light is so strong from the sun, it still pushes through. But when you're not yeah. all the way illumined and you're just barely holding on to the moonlight, <laughs> and when that covered up, Lord knows now you got to do some spiritual work. So, right. <laughs> so my suggestion would be as much as possible to stay in the day. Now, let me let me let me put a caveat on this. Yes, the evening or the night is the time where that which you accept during the day is allowed to saturate, grow, and develop. Nothing grows actually completely in complete sun, mm-hmm. and nobody ever talks about that. The uh, babies are born in the in the womb of the darkness because it allows that which has been implanted to grow, and the sunlight pulls or draws it out of the earth, and and you know out of the womb the first thing that uh, whatever the creature is or person sees is light. So yeah. so I think it's really important that we don't disrespect the dark or the day or the night. That we realize that even the night has its place. Because it's part of God's creation. No seed grows okay. in pure sunlight. 
All right. I have another okay. caller on the line. Uh, thanks, Reverend okay. Bobby, for the call. Peace, uh, Galen. Peace, brother. Talk to you later. Uh, Reverend Liz is online. Hi, Reverend Liz. Hi, Reverend Galen. All my guys are talking so intelligently this morning. I just had to chime in. I okay. have a request, and I okay. know that you are great at this. I would like, based upon your lesson on understanding, I would like, please, for you to give a reference or metaphysical allegorical interpretation of the statement that Jesus made, ye believe because ye have seen, but blessed are they who believe and who have not seen. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for your confidence in me. And I, and I will give my answer, not necessarily the answer. Okay. Uh, well, this is a... this this. I'm going to give it a, the, the answer in levels. Okay. First level. Uh, when you start dealing with the uh, Bible verse, that uh, verse is from the Gospel of John. And it was a yes. uh, resurrection statement that uh, initially Thomas wasn't, a, uh, wasn't with the disciples, the ten that were left, when Jesus first appeared. Mm-hmm. And he didn't believe it. He said, until I, you know, touch myself, till I see him, till I put my hands in his, into his wounds, I won't believe it. So when Jesus appeared in the Gospel of John again, what ended up happening is he said, you know, come on, Thomas, check me out. And then Mm -hmm. he he said, my Lord, my God. And then Jesus made that statement, blessed is he who is not seen but still believes. Now, from a literal level, Mm -hmm. many scholars believe that this verse was put in there because the Gospel of John being written so many years after the actual crucifixion, resurrection experience of Jesus, which was around 30 AD, and the Gospel of John is post-90 AD, uh, that the people who knew Jesus were deceased. All of them were gone. Mm -hmm. So the actual eyewitnesses to whatever happened in that experience weren't around teaching anymore. Now, we have a situation where people or still having what you would call maybe experiences or, or visions of Jesus, like the Apostle Paul, who never knew the physical Jesus, right? But had a vision of Jesus, and because of and this, this is also talked about in Matthew chapter um, twenty-eight when Jesus showed up to five hundred. Some and they say some saw him and some didn't. So based upon your consciousness, maybe you would see Jesus, and, or maybe you wouldn't. So okay. that's a whole nother. That's a show right there, Liz. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so many scholars believe that this is written in and put into the mouth of Jesus to yeah. say that uh, even though you haven't seen Jesus physically, or you and you don't know anybody who actually was an eyewitness to the risen Christ, you can still have confidence in this message. Okay. So that's one level. Now, okay. Then you're dealing with the. Taking it another level, we start talking about blessed you is not uh, seen but still believes. Mm-hmm. When you start talking about working with spirituality, one of the first things we have to understand is there's a difference between truth and fact. Yes. Between reality, meaning un- eternal, enduring, and permanent metaphysically, and existence, which means something that is three-dimensional. Right. In other words, it has height, weight, 
I mean, height, length, depth is whatever three dimensions are. You get my point. Uh, I'm having it. a science science moment right here. Uh, brain free. So, <laughs> so we many times base our decisions on what we see, not what is possible. Okay. We make many of our decisions based upon precedent, mm-hmm. not potential. We okay. make many decisions based upon uh, what has happened in our past and what instead of what is possible in God. Now, this is key because if we base everything based upon what has already happened, nothing new would ever happen. Yes. And when we start talking about spiritual things, spiritual things many times are waiting in the in the in the realm of the unformed to be brought into into the realm of the form. Our new good, our new life, our new health, our new peace, our new prosperity, whatever is in the is an idea. It's not a thing. It's a divine yes. idea. Therefore, it has to be brought in a manifestation. That's what we're talking about with this creative process. So when Jesus yes. or what was attributed to Jesus or the gospel writer is probably a better way of stating that what the gospel writer was trying to impart metaphysically, I would say in that story was that just because you don't see it now does not mean that it's not true. But okay. your belief activates the power called faith that makes it true. Okay. So just because you haven't seen the health, just because you haven't seen the supply, just because you haven't seen the peace, just because you haven't seen the harmony yet does not mean that those things are not true in God. That's why we can say literally to a person in a hospital bed, you are the life of God. Now, does that mean in existence they're going through some type of health issue? Absolutely. But we're mm-hmm. saying that who they are transcends their experience and that you okay. have experiences you're never your experience and your belief can activate your spiritual potential and possibility and literally create for yourself something that never manifested in existence before for yourself. So it's important for us to realize that what we believe matters because what we believe is what we accept as true. So hopefully that answers that, Reverend Leas. It does. So in essence, if I want to bottom line this just for my own comprehension of what it is that you just said to me so gracefully, is that our seeking actually exercises our understanding. Yes. Oh, yes, I, right. I, I seek yeah because as you seek, as you ask, you seek as you knock. Mm-hmm. You're asking divine mind to express through you to give you the light of understanding, so you can have sunshine over your horizon called life. Right. All right. Okay. That sounds very good to me. Thank you, Reverend Galen. <laughs> Thank you, Reverend Liz. Take care. All righty. Bye now. Bye bye. Now, uh, again, please keep calling in with the questions because this is how we unwrap the show and unwrap the topics that we're covering. Don't forget again that uh, Unity Online Radio will have a cruise in November, November 10th through the 17th. Go to unity.fm forward slash cruise. Check out the information. Let them know Reverend McDowell sent you or call the number 800-828-4813. We're going to have more stuff to talk about when we come back and I will continue to wrap up this show. Truth Transforms. I'll be right back. God bless. Daily Word 
inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. My mind and body are in an ongoing conversation. My body responds to my thoughts, and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However, I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting, no more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Back to Transforms. This is Galen McDowell, and I have Reverend Bobby back on the line. Reverend Bobby, are you there? I'm here. Yes. I was listening. I was listening to you and Reverend Liz as you were talking uh, in reference to that scripture uh, attributed to Jesus, and 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 you know, um, bringing it back to the will and understanding, and as to how you know when we understand, you know, when I was talking to you before we were on the air, and I was like willing it forth, like you know, I was still efforting, and you said, no, it's really you know, willing willing yourself to allow it to just come forth uh, from within you. And um, back to the will and understanding, as you develop these uh, faculties, is it, is it then that you, you know, start to get into the flow where this stuff kind of uh, reveals itself to you more and more and more? Well, well anytime you have understanding, mm-hmm. um, things will be revealed. You know, the book of Revelation, 
in the Bible um, is a is a clear example of that. Revelation, of, you know, means to or to reveal means to uncover. Yeah. So that which is can be clearly right in front of your face, you might not see until it is uncovered. You know, even though I'm reading from the book of Reve- uh, book of Genesis, in the first chapter, of Revelation states it so beautifully: the revelation of Jesus yeah. Christ, which God right. gave to show His servants right. what soon must take place. He made it right. known by sending His angel to His servant John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all. Mm. That he saw. Now, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, when you take that, the revelation or the uncovering or the unveiling of Jesus Christ, yeah. metaphysically representing the, uh, the the perfect expression of the Christ potential, mm-hmm. uh, which God, divine mind, gave. Uh, and how did he give it? He gave it through the messenger, divine idea, angel, to John, representing love. I mean, right. so when you can play with it, you know, the show's not. Re- um, re- maybe I'll do a show right. on Book of Revelations one. I'm shit, sure you a- will. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll listen. I will encourage you too. <laughs> that 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 show by itself would be a year because I'm so detailed oh, yeah. and such a perfectionist when it comes to stuff like that that it would probably take me a year to do it, literally. Well, you know, but maybe well, I should. You know, when I did it, when I did on my TV show, it was two years. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, about five, six years back. Yeah, that's, and, and you yeah, still and you still skim because it could take you so far in. Yeah, I have uh, eighteen tapes by Dr. Rocco Erico teaching old cassette tapes yeah. back in the day. Him teaching it, and yeah. he was skimming over it. Still, yeah. so I want to read this to you before you get off the phone. Um, okay, this is I'd from, love uh, to be read to. Ha ha, William Blorch, <laughs> uh, How to Choose Your Twelve Gifts from God. He says uh-huh. on page sixty-two. Uh, one has a tremendous overcoming when he is able to be willing toward God, but the development of this ability comes through the many surrenderings of old ways. No matter how well you understand spiritual laws, if you are not willing to adhere to them, they are not useful to you. I mean, I think that is so powerful. I think that's why I was saying instead of willing, willful. I mean, yeah. not willful, yeah. willing. You have to be willing, willing to yeah. adhere. You, you know, yeah. it, you know what you have to force. You have to reinforce. Yeah. You know? it so we don't want to re- consistently force stuff because the moment you take your hand off of it, it runs. All right. Well, so yeah, it, was, trying- it would remind me of that um, definition in, in spiritual economics about uh, faith when it just says being willing to allow that to come to you, which your uniqueness brings forth. But that's some. That's some stand-up stuff, Reverend Galen. I'm hey. to learn something else. Well, well, yeah, and I'm. I'll read one more thing, and then I'm gonna get off. I'll, I'll get off. Okay. Well, he says, if you're not willing to forgive, for instance, the cleansing activity of forgiveness is gonna move through you. Why would one not be willing toward God and spiritual principles when there's such a benefit in becoming so? The answer yeah. is fear. Fear yeah. of change from that which is familiar holds one fixed in a rigid position. Mm. See, that's it right even there. Even if that stuff, even if that stuff ain't no good for you no more, we still do that. Yeah. Because, because it's familiar and we're comfortable huh. in it. Yeah. You know, we know that it's oh, not, boy. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know how it is. Oh boy. We can't I got some it. more work to do with him, Galen. Good thing I got you around. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you. <laughs> okay. Be good. Thanks for the call. Now, 
going back to uh, William Warch's definition, one of the thing, couple of the things he says about will is will is your ability to be willing toward God. You must choose willingness over willfulness. Will is always seeking good for all. Now he's using will in that sense. He's talking about the divine will. The will is the great permission giver of your consciousness. Will determines character formation. Now, let me undress some of that really quickly, unless somebody else calls in, which is still cool. When you say, when he says you must choose willingness over willfulness, as I was stating earlier with Reverend Bobby, many times we try to mentally force stuff to happen. You know, we come from a society of make it happen. But many times we're rushing like a bull in the china shop without knowing what we're doing. That's what it requires understanding. Nobody would put a child or even a, a person that hasn't learned how to drive a car and put him behind or her behind the wheel and say, just go. Not if you have any sense. Now, the engine in the car is power. It has everything in it needed to do it. And the wheel can direct it, but that doesn't mean it will direct it well. You need understanding of what it means to drive a car before you get behind a car. Because the the car is just a manifestation of the idea of transportation. But in the wrong hands, like a person that doesn't know how to drive or a person that's under the uh, uh you know substance, some type of you know drug or alcohol, it turns into a weapon. So it's clear that the will matters, how you act matters. He goes on to say, William Ward, that uh Willingness acknowledges the outer facts, but moves according to inner instruction. See, willingness is following understanding. It's the moon reflecting the sunlight. He says, willingness benefits from both directions because it recognizes them as being one. It takes great courage to be willing toward God. Encourage yourself, he says. Put courage in where facts seem negative. Put courage into your thinking and feeling when you are shaken by God's instruction. Now, you might say, wow, why would I be shaken by God's instruction? Because when you start working with spirit, it doesn't leave you where you're at. It gets you where you're at, but it doesn't leave you there. In other words, it starts to press on your soul, seeking greater expression. So the more you start dealing with spirit, the more you have to start transforming your consciousness. So some of those beliefs, some of those habits, some of those ways, some of those words that used to be comfortable, they can't work with you anymore. They don't work in alignment with you. Because, and and that means that some of the places you used to go, some of the people you used to hang around, some of the things you used to do, won't work anymore. So you have to have courage to push through knowing that God's will is absolute good. Therefore, when you're willing towards God, the understanding, the power, the love will express and what shows up new is way greater than anything you could have imagined. In the book of Revelation, uh, it says, behold, I saw a, a new heaven and a new earth. Hmm. Now, in Genesis, it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We've been talking about that for the last several weeks. So what he saw was the renewed mind that was like it was originally. 
the mind and manifestation working in harmony with the spirit of God instead of with the, which is the rest of the Bible, basically Genesis two through until the last chapter of revelation is all of us and all of our mental constructs and dynamics and issues and spiritual insights and falls on our face. Uh, all of those things are part of the biblical story. Really just talking about the soul unfolding that we go through and the aspects that are picked up and dropped on along the way. Something to think about. He goes on to say, William Wartz in this book, that your will is the great permission giver of your consciousness. It moves to action all the other spiritual gifts. No matter how much you understand your God-given gifts, if you're not willing to use them, they remain as potential only. Think about that. It doesn't make a difference how talented you are. It doesn't make a difference how much God is placed within you. If you're unwilling to use the gifts, they remain as potential. And potential has never fed a hungry belly. Potential has never saved anything. Potential has never transformed anything. Potential is only what is possible, never what is. Now, he goes on to say, all things are within you. You manifest in your life whatever you give permission. You give permission to that which you give your attention. So, to wrap up this show, as we start to work through these an idea into bringing in a manifestation, we now have two more really key points. As we work with the greater light and the lesser light, the will and the understanding, the spirituality and the intellect to make sure that all things are working in harmony to bring forth the perfect manifestation of God's good in your life. So I want to remind you yet again that I will also be in Toronto speaking at the Universal Foundation for Better Living's Panorama of Truth Conference in August. You can go to www.ufbo.org to check that out. I also want to personally, again, invite you to Christ Universal Temple. Uh, Reverend Wells is doing a series called the Dream Series. Dreams do come true. And we're talking about bringing dreams, your dream, into manifestation. God has placed a dream on your heart. So please make sure that you check us out. If you don't live in the city of Chicago, check us out online Sundays at 1030 a.m. Central Standard Time so you can learn how to bring forth the God-given dream in your heart. So next week, we're going to talk about discrimination, not discrimination from the standpoint as it's used negatively. But how do we work with ideas and minds? How do we work with energies? How do we work with things? It's been a pleasure doing these shows, and I love the call-in, so please continue to do so. But also, go back and listen to the tapes and the downloads. Make sure that you're up to speed, and I will talk to you next week at Truth Transforms. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio.
This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Rev. Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and to join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.